This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM with the Joes and Aaron Hawksworth on the BetQL Network. Welcome back. BetQL Daily right here on the BetQL Network. Joe O, Joe G with you on a Wednesday presented as always by BetMGM. We'll get to some Major League Baseball free agency stuff coming up. Season-long NFL stat leaders, lightning bets coming your way in about 20 minutes. Right now, let's go out to the GetMyPhoenix.com. Guest line, Sam Panianovich from Neston joining us here. The Phoenix, a revolutionary technology helping men all across America get back to their best in the bedroom. Visit GetMyPhoenix.com. To learn more, Sammy, welcome back to the show. Let's talk about Josh Allen. Um, we don't have any definitive news, but it sounds like an elbow sprain, UCL injury. He's going to try to work through it, maybe a little rest, maybe he plays. We'll see this week. But how is the Allen injury uncertainty impacting the way you're betting this week, AFC, futures? Is it changing things at all? Your thoughts on Allen? Yeah, well, I think we've learned, Joe, over the last handful of years, you have to sort of be overreactionary to something this big, especially when it involves one of the best players in the NFL. You know, the first thing I did once I saw the report was come in and grab a six and a half, knowing full well that, you know, most people are going to look at the news, think about the news for maybe a half hour, 60 minutes, and then they'll go, "Eh, I'll bet Minnesota. And by that point, you know, the six and a half goes to six, goes to five and a half. And here we are on a Wednesday morning at 11 o'clock Eastern, four and a half scattered across the board. Um, and that's still sort of a halfway number. Like that's, that's still potentially going to go down to three or two and a half if Allen does get ruled out, which we don't know. So I did, first part of your question, I did bet some plus six and a half on Minnesota with the thought that I could maybe come back the other way, get off it or middle it at two and a half, three. Um, the other thing I did was bet Miami to win the AFC East almost instantaneously. And I believe I got like plus 450. I have it in front of me. Um, Mm -hmm. I I didn't go AFC. I didn't go Super Bowl because I don't think their defense is that good. But if if he's out for two to four weeks, that changes the entire, you know, complexion of the division. It becomes attainable for Miami. I don't know that it becomes attainable for New York. um, But if he's out two to four weeks, like some of the reports I've seen, it changes a lot in the short term. Yeah, Sammy, that's the first thing I went with the division. And the other numbers – even still available, they're a little bit shorter, but there are some long odds in that division. So um, you saw it up close and personal with what Bill Belichick did to one Zach Wilson, and then the Jets come back and they have an amazing victory over the weekend. Jets six and three. Two of their three losses were with Flacco and not uh, Wilson. They're they're going on by at, coming up, and then uh, then they get Belichick once again. So I'm sure that'll be a lot of fun. Uh, by making the move on Miami, is that more about Miami or did you do process of elimination and are you telling us you're not believing in New England or the New York Jets for the division? I don't believe in New England because I don't believe in their quarterback room. And, you know, they're five and four, but they've beaten some pretty bad football teams. I mean, the first three that come to mind are all in last place. 
Pittsburgh, Detroit, and Cleveland, and then they beat New York. It's like, all right, like they're five and four, but they're a week five and four. And it's not disrespect for New York. I just think New York is sort of ahead of schedule, if that makes any sense. Like, I think that they're going to be fine in the next couple of years. But if you're looking for a Jets bet, I'm, I'm actually looking right now at uh, some of the odd screens. You can find the Jets at plus 120 to make the playoffs. I like that bet. But I don't like yep. them to win the division. Like, like, they can definitely win nine games and get the seven seed. I mean, that's possible. But rather than burn my money on a bet I don't like, like, that's the best part about gambling in 2022. And we can gamble on so many different markets. It's not just Super Bowl anymore, not just AFC. We can bet on division. We can bet on make the playoffs, miss the playoffs. So I think if you're looking for a Jets bet, that is a very good one at plus 120 to make the postseason. I'm, I'm in for that, but I draw the line there. Sammy, when you look at the um, – there's a top three in the NFL. It's, it's in some order Philadelphia, Buffalo, Kansas City. And we've been trying for a while to figure out what's next, right, that next group of teams. And, and we on this show, we keep bringing up the Ravens, the 49ers. We like those teams. think they have a shot to become really good as the year goes on. Of the two, which one you like better as the year moves forward? San Francisco, Baltimore is kind of that next year that maybe could jump into the top tier. Lamar is dangerous. He is so freaking good. But that being said, I'm, I'm more scared of facing a team in the playoffs that has McCaffrey, Debo, Kittle, Ayuk, and when healthy, the best defensive line, I think, in the NFL. So, I mean, it's a very good question. And if you ask an odds maker, like I ask Kenny White for his numbers all the time about, you know, the updated power rankings – He's got San Francisco at 105 and Baltimore at 104. So that's a guy that's been making lines for four decades in Las Vegas. He has the gap between the two one point. San Francisco one point better. And just contextually, he's got Buffalo 109.5, KC 108.5, Philly 106.5. So those are the top three. Buffalo, KC, Philly. He's got San Fran 4, Cincy 5, Baltimore 6. So you asked a very good question to the odds makers. There's really no gap. But to me, if I'm facing either San Francisco or Baltimore in the playoffs, I'm much more scared of what San Francisco can do with all of those weapons. And let's not forget, you also have Kyle Shanahan scheming and calling the plays. I'd I'd much rather face Baltimore with Lamar than face San Fran with all those weapons. Hmm. Uh, We talked a little bit about uh, the Bills matchup and grabbing a number there. What else did you circle in Week 10? A lot of interesting storylines, this chaos going on in Indianapolis, that Raiders number, who knows, maybe we'll get to a touchdown uh, by the time Sunday hits. Aaron Rodgers, a massive home dog. Never thought we'd see that. We got a game in Germany with with an interesting point spread. What else uh, did you uh, circle here? Well, you know me too well, unfortunately, buddy. The first thing I circled was Lions plus three. Um, because I watched every show on Monday, every single yeah. talk show was how is Justin Fields the best quarterback in the North? Question mark. I'm like, oh my God, here we are. You know, like he had a really good game, yeah. and you give him all the credit in the world for breaking that you know single game rushing record in the regular season, 178 on the ground. But the Bears also <laughs> also lost that game and also gave up 35 points. It's a fascinating situation right now because. You know, Chicago craves a quarterback so much. It's like it's the impossible thing to attain. For, for 50 years, they've had two good quarterbacks. 
And anytime there's a glimmer of hope, we put that team, and I say we because you and I are from there, Joe, we put Mm -hmm. that person on a pedestal. And and we ignore the fact that, you know, they gave up over 400 yards. They, They, in the last two weeks, they've traded away their two best defensive players, their best pass rusher, Robert Quinn, their best defender, Roquan Smith. And, like, we're paying more attention to the quarterback who plays glorified street ball. And he had a really good game. But what's been the problem with Justin Fields? Putting together good games back-to-back, stacking two, three good games in a row. So the first thing I circled on Monday was Detroit plus three, and those threes are starting to go away. The other number I circled was the Chargers. Uh, That's Sunday night football. They're on the road at San Fran. Very easy trip, not much travel. They are getting a full touchdown right now. Finally starting to get healthy, the offensive line getting better. I don't love laying points with the Chargers, but the wise guys have always taken points with the Chargers. And I can get seven. That's a bet I probably will make. Yep. Sam, yeah, it's a good one. Let's go to talk some college basketball. College basketball started uh, just a couple days ago. It's back. Last year you were on Kansas, and it turned out to be the team. I'm sure you have a team you're looking at this year. I'm seeing Gonzaga, Houston, North Carolina, Kentucky, right near the top of the odds board as we just get underway of this season. Give, give us a team or two you're looking at big picture college, college hoops. Yeah, sure. So, you know, last year I got pretty lucky. Um, you know, right around this time I, I said I love Kansas. And at that point they were 20 to 1 and they were able to win that whole thing. I still don't know how they came back in the title game. But as for this year, looking at the board right now, you know, the, the conference I love the most. And people always say, well, is the ACC the best conference or is the Big Ten the best conference? And we always leave out, I don't know if it's by design or by mistake, we leave the Big 12 out constantly in this conversation. Two years ago, Baylor wins the title. Last year, Kansas wins the title. In the last five years, we've also seen Texas Tech in the title game. So the Big 12 has slowly become one of the best conferences in college basketball. And there's a team right now with a coach by the name of Chris Beard who I think is very live to make a deep run. And if you shop around on Texas, you can find 28, you can find 30 to one on a team that got a lot better in the off season. They added two stud freshmen. They've added a couple transfers, which Beard has always been good with in the portal. He added Tyrese Hunter from Iowa state brought in DeSue from Vanderbilt. He got Marcus Carr, a very good lead guard. That's a very good basketball team. They're going to guard you extremely well. They're going to be a top five defense. I think they can be a top 15 offense. And Beard, not only is he a good team builder, he's a tremendous coach. He's a good mid-game adjuster. He makes all the right moves. I think if you could find Texas right now at 28-30-1, they're going to be a top three seed in March. And the way they defend, it's going to be tough to knock them off. I think Texas would be a bet that I think, I think they're going to make a final four run. And at that point, you know, you see what happens. But uh, it's very tough to pick a national champion in college basketball. So many variables. And, of course, it's a one-and-done situation. But if you can look mm-hmm. into the Big 12 and take a team like Texas, that's a bet I would still make right now, 28-30-1. to All right, let, let's talk about timing with college hoops because uh, let's be real about this. Uh, most sports bettors and the majority of people watching, listening to this show or any of your uh, terrific content – they're going to wait a little bit. They're, they're going to keep grinding NFL, maybe a little NBA during the week or NHL, whatever their preference is there. Of course, college football as well. And we're, they're going to wait a little bit on college football and, and college basketball. And I've heard some, uh, some pros say this. I was curious your take that 
the edge that exists in college hoops only exists in November and December, and they kind of walk away for the most part once you get halfway through the season or really really into it with, uh, with conference play. Do you buy into it that there is more of an edge in college basketball now? And you were just talking about futures. Is now the opportunity to buy into some big numbers with futures or do you want more intel and you want to be able to watch how these teams are looking? Yeah, it's a very good question. I think it's a complex answer, though. I mean, if you're talking about the day-to-day stuff, you can find an edge any day, starting on Monday and going all the way through the end of the uh, regular season. You know, like there, there are advantages every single day. I think I have an edge today with IUPUI getting 27 against Drake. Now, am I going to be right about that? I hope so, but I think I have an edge in that game. As for the future book, I, I think it depends on the team, Joe. You know, when you, when you think about Gonzaga. They're 10-1 to 1 to win the national title right now. But what's going to happen with Gonzaga this year? They're going to go 33-1 and 1 and be a one seed, <laughs> you know? So it, it, Gonzaga's, you know, purview, you probably put Gonzaga in your portfolio right now at 10-1, to 1, knowing full well that they'll likely be a one in the West. And then at that point, they're like 4-1. to 1. So you're basically trying to decipher when the rest or when the best time is to bet a certain team. Same thing with Houston. Houston's a very good team, very good young backcourt, tremendous coach. But how many losses do they have along the way? Two, three. So here's Houston at 11-1, 12-1. If you like Houston, you probably bet them now because when, when they start 28-1 or whatever, the odds are going to keep going down. I think you can wait on North Carolina. I think you can wait on Kentucky when Sheboy comes back. You know, he's out of the fold for a little bit. You can wait on Kansas. You can wait on Baylor. Um, but some teams you have to pounce on, and you have to sort of understand how many times are they going to be favored, how many wins are they going to rack up. You know, Carolina is going to be better in March. Kentucky is going to be better in March. But Gonzaga and Houston are not going to stumble on the way to March. So it's a very good question. I think when you have an edge, you bet that edge, but you have to understand what these teams look like and what their roadmaps look like. And if you think you have a team that's going to be a one or a two seed, you probably bet that team earlier rather than later. Sam, before we uh, we wrap, let's talk some college football. We got the rankings last night. Uh, what did you learn from it? What do you take away from Georgia 1, the two Big Ten teams, 2 and 3, and then TCU at 4 with Tennessee 5? What's your takeaway from that from a betting perspective? Yeah, I, I'm over Tennessee. You know, I, I was I was duking it up with some hillbillies on Twitter the other day. Um, <laughs> you know, very fun for me. You know, some guy was chirping at me when they were down 27 to 6. He's like, we'll be back. We're still going to make it. I'm like, all right, Hillbilly, whatever you say. Um, I think it's clear Tennessee was, was sort of fraudulent. They didn't play anybody. Um, I, I, I still think TCU slips up. And you look at the board, they're a seven-point dog against Texas. You know, that story probably comes to a close. I can't wait for Ohio State and Michigan end of the season. And, you know, mm-hmm. I, everything will, will – turn out the way it's supposed to because the cream always rises. But I talked about this with uh, Casos and Barkley last Friday. I said, look, here's the move to make. When Hendon Hooker was the favorite to win the Heisman, I said there are two bets to make. You bet a lot on C.J. Stroud at 2-1, to one, and then you bet a little on Blake Corum at 15-1. to one. And look at their odds right now. Stroud is back to the favorite, and you can find Corum now 6-7-1. So I'm not invested in the college football playoff. I'm invested in both Big Ten studs. And whoever wins that game, Ohio State, Michigan, I think that is the Heisman winner, whether it's Stroud or Corum. So that's all I care about at this point in time. 
Great stuff. Sam Panjanovic, check him out. Nesson, Fox Sports, uh, check all his work out there. He's on the GetMyPhoenix.com guest line. The Phoenix, a revolutionary technology helping men all across America get back to their best in the bedroom. Visit GetMyPhoenix.com to learn more. We'll dive into NFL season stat leaders and a little bit on the baseball offseason free agency. The odds are out where these stars will sign X on the BetQL Network.